Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Episode three, why you do the things you do. Hey guys, today we're talking about how your feelings are creating all the action you're taking and all the action you're not taking and how you're showing up around yourself and around other people. So did you know that however you're behaving right now is because of what you're feeling? When you're feeling down, we tend to show up in a more depressed or down state, right? We do things like mope or cry, etc. And an action, by our definition, is, is something that we do, something we don't do, or the way we show up for ourselves and other people. So why is it important to know this? It's because most people will try to tell you the right way to do something or how to achieve a goal Um, by telling you what action to take. And there are thousands of books you can find written on how to achieve any goal from learning how to fly fish to running a marathon to building a business, right? And they tell you how to make things happen, but they always start, or most of them start in the action line. They tell you what to do and they're missing something because what they're missing is the fact that feelings are creating our actions okay so when we act just naturally just watching ourselves act our actions stem from how we're feeling and it's a lot easier to like ace that job interview when you're feeling confident right it's nearly impossible to hug someone genuinely who you feel disdain for if you ever tried to hug someone and that You can both kind of tell like, okay, you're not feeling it, right? So humans are really good at reading other humans. Even if we're not directly doing something or saying something, people can tell how we're feeling by the nonverbal ways in which we show up. Our facial expressions, our proximity, our body language, they're all communicating something and it's so much louder than anything we try to say. So if we want to show up in any certain way, we have to find the feeling that drives that action. Here's an example. My son has a soccer game and I want to show up supportive. I know what it looks like to not be supportive. And like it's like those parents that I'm judging on the sidelines, right? The ones that are on their phones or they're distracted talking to other parents that are next to them. So what if, what does supportive look like to you? Maybe it's jumping up and down and cheering when your kid gets the ball. You yell supportively to the team. You're standing. You're smiling. You're waving. Whatever you think it looks like. But what if on that day that you are going to your son's soccer game or your daughter's soccer game, right? I have two older boys that are in sports, so I picked son. But uh, what if you're wanting to feel supportive or wanting to be supportive, but you're feeling really crummy because you had a really rough morning or traffic was bad or something, and you try doing all those things. You try jumping up and down. You try cheering and stuff. 
your kid is going to notice that you're not quite as full of energy as you should be, or it's going to seem like you're kind of faking it, right? So you feel crummy, and what's going to happen is you're going to show up as feeling crummy. People are going to be able to notice, at least in some way, that you're not feeling like your usual self. So your kid's going to notice and other people are going to notice, and you're going to notice, right? Because the action that you're taking is coming from a feeling. And when you feel crummy, how do you act? So all the feelings that you're feeling, they end up manifesting in some way or another. And that's and and because our thoughts are creating our feelings, if you've got negative thoughts on repeat, kind of like a broken record, you're going to consistently show up negative because your thoughts are creating your feelings, right? Okay, so back to our example. If you really want to show up supportive and excited for your kid, what thoughts do you need to think to feel supportive and excited? What are those other parents thinking who aren't showing up like that? I guarantee they're not thinking things like, oh my gosh, this is Johnny's first soccer game. And I can't believe he's old enough to be doing this. And he looks so cute and so ready. And I'm an official soccer mom. Hooray. Right? Those are not the thoughts that are going through their mind. Because if those thoughts were going through their mind, they would be feeling something like excited, right? And they probably wouldn't be sitting on their phone. You see how it's all connecting? Okay, so none of None of them are probably thinking those things, right? They're probably thinking something like, okay, I'm here. Let's find a seat. Let's find something distracting for an hour so I'm not bored. Or they're thinking like, okay, same old game, same old, same old, seen it a hundred times, right? Or if their kid is one of those kids who like is off picking dandelions, they're probably thinking like, okay, like (laughs) let's try to get this over with. Like, can't believe I paid for this. And they're trying to do something to just get them through it, right? And what if they're right? What if their kid is really not going to do much on the field for whatever reason? If you're Joey's parents and you really want to show up excited and enthusiastic still, even though you know Joey's going to be out picking dandelions, but you want to be supportive, you totally can, regardless of how your kid is showing up. So you need to find thoughts that help you feel excited. Maybe you can think something like, wow, this life is amazing. It's so cool that we live in a place where it's sunny all the time or where we have these nice summers and we can play soccer or, oh, this is such a beautiful day or I love it when we have a little bit of cloud cover or it's so nice that we have this free time and this extra money. All those thoughts are going to be creating some sort of feeling inside of you, right? If you're telling yourself, I'm excited to be here, or this is going to be a fun game, or let's see what the other kids do. This is so fascinating. You're going to show up excited to be there. There's a whole myriad of, there's a whole, there's a myriad of thoughts you could think that would help you feel supported and excited. Or, ugh. There are so many thoughts that you could think that would help you feel supportive and excited. And those are are the thoughts that are going to be the ones that help you show up in that way, okay? So you have to find thoughts that really resonate with you and then you stick with those thoughts. Write them down, whatever you need to do. Capiche? Okay, so let's do a hard one. What if you really want something? Let's say you want a job or you want a raise or you want 
a promotion. And you've got this interview on Tuesday. It's not for another week, but you're totally freaking out. You've got all sorts of thoughts going around in your brain, like why you don't think you can do this job or why you think you can do this job or what they're going to think of you or what the last two years have contributed to you getting this job or how much you can't stand your current job or how unqualified you feel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So your brain is just going crazy with all these thoughts. Now, what happens when you think the thought, what if I'm not qualified for this job? What if they're going to see right through me? What happens when you think that thought? It's going to create a feeling and that feeling is probably going to be something like fear or dread. And then how do you show up? Maybe you don't even show up. Maybe you don't even go to the interview. What do you do? What do you not do? Maybe you show up and you end up cracking or overanalyzing the interview questions. Your actions are always, always, always based on how you're feeling about anything. And you can have more than one feeling about something. So you could move through something, still having a little bit of fear, but like mostly commitment or mostly compassion or mostly confidence. But for the most part, there's going to be an overwhelming feeling that you're acting from. So maybe when you have thoughts like that and you're going to this interview, you might not show up super friendly or outgoing or you just aren't yourself. And then what happens? You have a result and likely it's going to be one that you don't like because those are thoughts that you wouldn't normally choose to think if you could choose any thoughts. So now what if you really think that you're not qualified, but you want the job anyway, how do you need to show up to that job interview? You probably need to show up confident and excited, right? So if you want to show up confident, what's a thought you need to think to get to feeling confident? Because those old thoughts are not working. So telling yourself you're not qualified and you could never do this is not going to create the chemical message in your brain to send to your body the feeling of confidence. Maybe you could use a thought like, I think I could learn how to do this really well, or I think this is the perfect job for me. I was born for this job. They're going to love me. They have no idea what I'm capable of, but I'm totally going to show them. This job was created just for me. This is exactly where I should be. I've totally got this. Or being myself is the best bet because myself is awesome. Those are the kind of thoughts that are going to produce confidence. And then that confidence is going to show up when you're in that job interview. Confidence never comes from our circumstances or our past. It always comes from the thoughts that we're thinking right now, whether they're about who we are or what we've done, or if we just want to make them up. You don't have to have the right experience or resume. You just have to have the right thoughts. Okay, now another note is that when you're trying to think of a thought that will produce a feeling, remember that it's different for every person. You have to find a thought that one, feels true or believable to you, and two, a thought that's actually going to help you feel what you want to feel. It has to be productive. And there's a really easy way to test that. You just think the thought or you say the sentence in your brain and you see how you naturally feel saying that as if you totally believe the thought. And for a minute, you just choose to believe whatever you tell your brain and then you see how it feels. 
So we always want to have the result before we've done any of the thought work. We, we think that once we have that job or we land that great apartment, that we're going to feel happy or successful or whatever, but that's completely backwards. You can't reach your goals from a feeling of doubt and fear. You have got to produce the thoughts and feelings that you think you'll be thinking and feeling ahead of time and work from there. This is why visualization is actually a key component of reaching your goals. Because when you visualize something going the way you want it to go, you're creating the result in your mind. You create it in your mind and you feel what that result is going to feel like. You feel what you're going to feel in that situation. So then you look at those feelings and you ask, what thought would I need to think in order to feel that way? And then we just choose to believe that thought and the feeling is going to follow. Now your brain is going to want to tell you that you're not allowed to feel that way right now because you haven't earned it or you don't deserve it. You're not there yet. So you're not allowed to feel that. But guess what? Don't believe your brain. Any feeling is available to you at any time and any thought is available to you. Any thought that you want, you get to choose what you believe about yourself and about your capabilities and your potential. Not even your brain can predict the future, but your higher brain can create the future. So how do we decide what the future is going to look like? We take time to dream. We come up with a plan, our best plan that we can come up with, and then we write down every action we're going to need to take and we put it in our calendar. Very specifically, we say from noon until one, I'm going to figure out where I need to go to create a website. Or I'm going to read this book that's going to tell me how to do this. And you just put every single step into your calendar. When the calendar says it's time to go for a run, you go put on your running shoes and you get out the door. So what if you set a goal and you have a little bit of an idea how to get there. Why do we not get there most of the time? Why is it really not as simple as just setting the goal and then doing the things? Why is that? If you guess your brain, you're right. I don't know how many times a day I say the word brain, but it's probably like a thousand, at least in my brain. I say the word brain a lot. Okay, so that darn brain, we love it, but we can't rely on it to get us where we want to go. Because remember how your brain likes to stay safe and to be comfortable and avoid pain and save energy. It's totally doing its job, by the way. It keeps you alive, but it's also doing a great job of keeping you stuck. Your brain knows you, right? Duh. So it's going to come up with every excuse, every believable excuse in the world to get you to not waste your energy or to help you avoid pain. It's going to say something like, oh, I'm really tired this morning. And if I don't get enough sleep, I'm going to be grumpy and terrible at my job. And then I could get fired and then I'll never get another job and we'll totally die. Or it's so cold outside. I'm sure I read somewhere that breathing air that's below 64 degrees gives you a 50% higher chance of catching a cold. And if I catch a cold, then I'll never be able to run and I'll never reach my goals. Let's just wait for tomorrow and see if the weather is better. Does that sound familiar? Your brain is so good at coming up with excuses. It is a master excuse maker. But your higher brain, the part of you that is human, that has the ability 
to plan ahead and to decide that you want something in the future, your higher brain can see through that. So the human part of you that has dreams and goals and plans, it can plan ahead. And you just have to plan on your lower brain making excuses. This is the key to accomplishing anything. Once it's in the calendar, it is non-negotiable. You just tell yourself that you know 100% that when it comes time to do the thing, you know you're not going to want to do it and that your brain is going to come up with some really compelling reasons why you shouldn't or you can't do the thing. And you're just going to say, okay, brain, thanks for your input. We're going to be just fine and we're doing this anyway. Trust me. So even though those excuses are so tempting to listen to and believe, we've got to remember that when the time comes to do something out of the ordinary or something that's not in our normal routine, your brain is going to reject it. And you've got to keep going until it becomes a habit. This is how you build a relationship of trust with yourself. It's also how you build confidence. Making yourself do something despite discomfort and fear is one of the coolest skills you could possibly cultivate. You could literally do anything if you were onto your brain and you just expected to feel fear or nervous or uneasy. So sometimes we like to, quote, trust our gut and we use whatever our gut feeling is to get us out of things, right? Have you ever done that? You know why your gut doesn't like something, right? It's not really because it's a gut feeling most of the time. It's because your brain offered you a thought and you chose to believe it without questioning it. And I'm not saying don't follow your gut, right? I'm just saying that we need to be careful in finding the source of that feeling. If we can trace it back to a thought or an excuse that your brain has come up with, you can overcome it with a different thought or by not believing that thought or that excuse that your brain offered. So gut feelings that are correct are more like heart feelings. To me, they're like strong sensations somewhere in my chest that almost compel me to do or to not do something. And I can't trace the thought and I can't find any logical reason to listen. It's just something I know. And those are the kind of feelings to trust. But if you're acting out of fear or doubt or confusion or overwhelm, that's a pretty good indicator that your lower brain is trying to convince you not to do the thing. All right, so here's where the application comes in. This week, start watching what you do. Just watch it. Just observe. So many actions that we take or don't take are routine. They're habits. But there's still a feeling behind them. There are so many feelings and emotions to choose from. There's fear, there's boredom, disgust, curiosity, sadness, shame, guilt, frustration, uneasiness, confusion, anger, exultation, excitement, anticipation, love. So try to trace your actions, which include your inactions and how you show up around people. Trace it back to a feeling that you're experiencing and then find a thought that's behind that feeling. It all starts with our thoughts about ourselves and about other people and about the world around us. If you want to do better, if you want better results, you first have to think better. You have to think along the same lines as as the goal that you're trying to achieve. So try it out this week and let me know what you think. And I can't wait to hear your responses. And I'll see you later. Tune in next week for a really helpful podcast on dealing with difficult people. You are not going to want to miss it. I'll see you next time.
Hey, thanks for listening. For more help with specific problems, visit thoughtbosscoaching.com and submit your question. I'll be answering questions every week in a free call. Sign up before you miss it.